There's a rule for that may contain mature themes. So listener discretion is advised. way too loud you need to not i didn't even get that loud though (laughs) like i spoke at my normal volume you spoke and it went crazy it was just happy to see me (gasps) you're back you're back (laughs) i can't believe you're back hi everybody hello welcome back to another episode of there's a rule for that the show where we take a bunch of rules from tabletop games and we put them in the layman's terms so anybody can understand them. Like me. And me. We're the worst hosts ever. We really are. <laughs> we don't know what we're saying. Um, I'm Lindsay Berry. I'm Brianne Bradley. And today we are talking about multiclassing. Hooray! Now, I already need a drink of water. This was requested by... One of uh, one of my friends. Okay, cool. Because they didn't. Viewer requested I know story. first viewer requested story, or topic. He should have put ice in this. It's a lot less quiet. I put ice into that though. Too late. I'll just um, try not to drink so much. Just yeah. I'll just cough instead. No, it just it's just ASMR. on Dungeons and Dragons. We are going to both hydrate ourselves. quiet to blowing their ears out. I'm sorry, audience. I'm, I'm going to be fixing the levels for this one, as I do every time. <laughs> okay, good. So, with, with multi-classing, it actually is a little bit of a complicated thing, but once you get the hang of it, you're pretty much down to clown with it. Speaking of clowns, <laughs> I, um, It's beautiful. So... There is a new um, book going around called The Book of House. It's a homebrew book that you can get on the Dungeon Master Guild website. But uh, the website is all about sharing ideas with uh, other Dungeon Masters and um, sharing stories that they've written and content that they've created for people to use. Okay. Um, So that will be... In the description. There's a new race and a new class called the Clown. I'm excited about it. <laughs> it's spelled C-L-O-N-N. Clown. 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 Uh, that's what you are. You're a clown. That's terrifying and also, like, amazing at it the is. same time. Because you'd think it'd be, like, a bardic thing, but no, it's, like, its own race you and class. really would think that would be a subclass of bard, I but know. no, it's both a race and a class? It is. Which what? is really cool. We might go into detail at a later date. Might need to make a character. I know. Well, I already have a character. Of course just, you do. I'm just using my clown Sona. <laughs> okay. 
Have you ever heard of Clown Sonos? Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. I just didn't know that you had. Of course, one? I had one. You, well, you you worked. At I worked. I worked at the haunt. I worked at a haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> so of course I have one. Her name is Roulette. Oh. She goes by Rue. She's crazy mofo. I guess I have one, don't I? Yeah. Uh, I never actually called it a Clown Sona before, but it's Onet. Yeah. Yeah, and I worked at a different haunted house and. Painted her on the wall in the the, the cast room. Mm-hmm. I have never drawn um, roulette, but oh, yeah, I need to. I have a costume of her too. Like I was just yeah, Guys, that's I so have, cool. I made my own clown costume. Let's what's, do. Let's what just do, I do with let's, my life. Let's just do a D and D campaign where we're all clowns. Let's do it. <laughs> let's try this. Anyway, back to multi-classing. Are you down? Are you down? Are you down to clown? clown? <laughs> anyway, so with multi-classing, um, this is actually the description I found on the website is fifth, which is a five with a th, and then srd.org, and their definition of multi-classing, and if you don't know the definition of multi, who are you? <laughs> Ouch. It means more than one. Multiple. Multiple. More than one. Multi-class. Multi-classing. But multi-classing allows you to gain levels in multiple classes. Uh, doing so lets you mix the abilities of those classes to realize a character concept that might not be reflected in one of the standard class tropes. So say you start off as a wizard. Okay. And you take the transmutation school as your thing but then after a few levels you decide i kind of also want to go into being a bard of course because this is me we're talking about exactly so you take up bard and you also you with the level that you are as a wizard you then also become a level one bard okay and you actually gain the features of a bard Okay, with that, that. Makes sense. So as you level up, you take, uh, like, you choose your college or whatever, and you start gaining features from the bardic class. But you're still a wizard. Are you so you're leveling at the same time? Well, well, you with you. Here's the thing with multi-classing levels. Okay. So you level up normally, but when you level up, you have to choose whether to level up one class or the other. Okay. You can't level up both at the same time. That makes sense. So at the end of it, when you're like level 20, mm-hmm. you could be like a level 10 wizard, but then a level 10 bard. Okay. If you split it evenly. If you split it evenly. But some people are like, oh, I want to be mostly this class with a little bit of this class. That makes sense. And in some cases, you have to talk to your DM about this, but in some cases, you can have more than two classes. Wow. Which then gets super complicated and overpowered. Yeah. And nobody wants to have an overpowered character in their campaign. Yeah. Because that's the biggest way to piss off your DM and make them kill your character. Because then what's the point of teamwork? Well, exactly. If, you, if you're doing every single I am, thing on I have all the classes out of my way. <laughs> that's... that's Sounds like a fun character to write for. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound like a fun character to play. That seems like a Mary Sue. Yeah. Which is horrible and it's like you're only gonna make a Mary Sue if you're like in junior high. Well. Or elementary school. Or if you write movies. This is my OC, <laughs> please don't steal. <laughs> They're in love with Harry Potter 
And they're cousins with Draco Malfoy and Ginny Weasley. <laughs> and they're married to Gerard Way. <laughs> <laughs> but they also are secretly having an affair with Voldemort. <laughs> Ebony Darkness Way. <laughs> no, I messed up her name. Ebony Darkness Dementia. Ah, what is her? Never mind. This is that's a two thousand six meme. It's a two thousand six meme, but my immortal, <laughs> the worst but best Harry Potter fan fiction ever. The best Harry Potter fan fiction. The dude. best or worst Harry Potter fan fiction ever. So, for the classes that you add on, you have to. There's prerequisites that you have to meet in order to gain another class if you want to pick up another class. What are those prerequisites? So for each class, there's a different prerequisite. For Barbarian, your strength must be a minimum of 13. All right. For Bard, your charisma, minimum 13. With all of these, it has to, like, your the trait has to hit 13. Okay. Then you can add on. Clerics, your wisdom, as well as druids. Fighters, it can either be strength or dexterity. All right. Monks, dexterity or wis- and wisdom. It has to be both. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Paladins, you have to have strength and charisma that you meet. You have to be special. And rangers with dexterity and wisdom. So fighters are the or. They're the only or. All right. So you can take either or because fighter is kind of like a basic. Yeah. It's the ones like if you're going to start out, you should be a fighter. Or a cleric, because <laughs> those are the easiest. But with monks, paladins, and rangers, you have to have two traits right. that hit 13 in order to take on that class as well. Um, with rogues, it's dexterity, sorcerer, and warlock or charisma. And then wizard, wizard is intelligence. All right. So if you have a minimum of 13 in any of those stats that qualifies you, you can take up that skill, uh, t- that new class as well. Okay. But, again, with... Wait, yes. So your stats have to match in both areas that you want to, or... Well, say, let's take oh, your... Oh, never mind, duh. That's what take you just your said. wizard again. Okay, I'm a wizard bard. Or want, who wants to be a bard? So, who wants to be a bard? Your charisma has to That's hit 13. If you have a base stat of 13 in charisma, you. then you can take up being a bard. Yeah, I realized now that that was a dumb question. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes <laughs> dumb questions are needed to be asked in order to get more clarity. Yeah. So once you hit a 13, 13 is your minimum for that, for that base stat. Once you hit that base stat, basically you can take it up, ask your DM if it's okay, if it fits into the story. Got you. Um, even if it doesn't, like, say... Hey, is it okay if I take up like a level one bard since mm-hmm. I hit that stat? And they're like, "Well, why do you need it? I, I why want it. Why don't you need it? I want it. Can I, I need have to it? be a bard. There needs to be more bards. More this bards. Youth, we world. already have three bards. More bards. All the bards. So, as I said, with experience points, once you gain a new class. You have to choose when you're leveling up what you want to take that level in. Do you want to take it in the main class that you had? Or do you want to add it to the new class that you gained? So, yeah, if you have like a level 5 wizard but a level 2 bard, Mm -hmm. same person, and you get that new level, you have to choose. Do you want another, like, do you want another level in wizard or do you want another level in bard? Okay. 
Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, with hit points and hit dice. Now, this is what kind of confuses people. Okay. And this is what makes dual classing, multi-classing into kind of an OP thing. And this is where tank characters come from, if they're multi-classing. Okay. Because you gain the hit points from the new class, as described uh, for the levels. Mm-hmm. So if you gain one level of a class, you also gain that class's hit dice. So you can get level. double hit dice? Mm-hmm. That's very OP. It is. I can see, I can see that DMs is, limiting yeah, that. That is why Eno is such a tank. So Eno, right now, currently, is a level 12. Gotcha. I have her in Cleric and Druid. It's evenly split. So she's level 6 in both. But because uh, she has both of those, she also gets their hit dice. So currently, even though she's level 12, she has 100, 131 hit points. That's a couple of hit points. That's a lot of... Yeah. That's a lot of hit points. She is a tank. For being a cleric and a druid, she is a tank. Wow. And that is all because she has both of those classes. So you add together the hit dice, (laughs) granted by all of your classes, to form your pool of hit dice. Okay. If the hit dice are the same dice type, you simply pool them together. For example... You're both a fighter and a paladin, which have D10s. Their hit dice are D10s. So if you're a paladin 5 and a fighter level 5, you get 10 D10 hit dice. All right. That's a lot of hit dice. Yeah, it gives you a lot of it gives you a lot of hit points unless you're a really crappy roller, which I am. (laughs) So if your classes have two different types of hit dice, keep track of them separately. And then add them together at the end. Okay. Just so it's easier to keep track of. Uh, Proficiency bonuses are the next thing. It is always based on your total class level, not your level in a particular class. Mm -hmm. So if you're like a fighter or a uh, fighter level three and a rogue level two, you still have the proficiency of a fifth level, which is a plus three. Okay. So it doesn't take one or the other. It just takes the all-around class uh, base level that you're on. I think I understand. So, but just in case, tell me again. I don't think I was listening. So, say one class is at level three, and the other class is at level two. Both of them together are fifth level. So, you have um, the fifth level proficiency bonus. Not like the level three or the level two. Oh, I get you. Yeah. So it's the all-around level. Okay. Sorry, I'll You're stop. doing a mat. She's doing a magic trick, guys. I'm magic, guys. <laughs> she's magic. So with proficiencies, when you gain that first level in a class, you also gain the proficiencies that that class has. Okay. So with bar, uh, barbarians... So you're just proficient in everything. Basically. Especially if you're a bard, you're already proficient in yeah. everything. Well... Here's the proficiencies gained when you gain that when you gain that class. Mm-hmm. So for barbarians, you gain the proficiency of shields, simple weapons, and martial weapons. Ooh. Bards, you get light armor, one skill of your choice, one musical instrument of your choice. Mm-hmm. Those are your proficiencies. Clerics are you gain light armor, medium armor, and shields. Okay. Druids are light armor, medium armor, and shields. But druids will not wear armor or shields if they're made of metal. 
Okay, that's, I was really confused. I didn't think that druids could wear medium armor, but no, I guess that would just be... They can wear, they like... They can wear medium armor. Yeah. If I, it's scale mail. Ah! I, I'm with you now. So, fighters... That explains so much. The more you know. <laughs> so, with fighters, you gain light armor, medium armor, shields, simple weapons, and martial weapons. Mm-hmm. Monks, you gain simple weapons and short swords. Paladins, you gain light armor, medium armor, shields, simple weapons, and martial weapons, like fighters. Alright. Uh, rangers are like fighters, except you also get an additional skill of the class's skill list. Okay. Rogues, you gain light armor, one skill of the class's skill list, and thieves' tools as your proficiencies. Sorcerers and wizards, you don't gain anything, because they're kind of like base level. Mm-hmm. So whatever proficiencies you already have, that's it. Yeah. And they don't really wear armor. Yeah, well, you know. They're all holos. <laughs> and warlocks gain light armor and simple weapons. Well, you're magical. Like, you're really prone to setting things on fire, so you yeah. want cheap clothing. Mm-hmm, that's true. Well, also, it's like you walk in. Hey, can I get something that's, like, flame retardant? <laughs> yeah. Please. No. That doesn't exist. <laughs> what is flame retardancy? I don't know this what you This doesn't mean. exist. <laughs> <laughs> what if I give you dragon's blood because it's uh, it's immune to catching yeah. on fire? Yeah, but how expensive is dragon's blood? Very. Oh, gotta go kill a dragon. You gotta go be a bee. <laughs> With class features, uh, again, you gain a new level in class. You also gain a feature of the level. Awesome. Simple. However, you don't receive the class's starting equipment. You only gain the features. Okay. So it's not like... Well, that makes sense because you're not starting. Yeah. You're not starting. You're just gaining that class. Because your starting equipment is from your backstory, basically. Yeah, basically. You can can use those tools and stuff that are in that, but Mm -hmm. you can't just, like, magically... Oh, I'm going to be a bard. Ah, now I have an accordion. (laughs) No, you're not going to get that. You just, you just gain the class's features. You have to but, go buy the accordion. But. There is a but. Um, you but. don't, however, receive the class's starting equipment and a few features with the additional rules when you're multi-classing. So you, with, um, you have some limits with uh, other things like channel divinity. Or you're kind of limited on that. Uh, extra attacks, armored, unarmored defenses, and spell casting. You're kind of you kind of have a limit on that. So check with um, any guide that you're using, or if you're using D and D Beyond, it already automatically does that for you. That's very kind of it. It is. It's very easy, and it's saved me a lot of trouble. I'm sure. Um, sounds too easy. I know it sounds too good to be true, but fear not, dear listeners. For I will tell you exactly what rules come into play when it comes to class features. Hooray! So channel divinity. When you take on a class that has channel divinity. Which are? uh, Which are clerics and paladins. Got you. They can channel divinity. If you already have the channel divinity feature and you gain a level in a class that also grants the feature, you gain a channel divinity effect granted by that class. But getting the feature again doesn't give you an additional use for it. 
So say you are a cleric, but then you take a class in Paladin. Don't know why you want to do that, though. <laughs> You're still going to have channel divinity, but you can't use it more than once a day. Okay. It's still the once, once per long rest thing. Once per long rest. Uh, you don't get a second thing. Yeah. Once you've used it for the day, you've used it for the day. Next, hold on, I missed a thing. You do, however, gain additional uses only when you reach a class level that explicitly grants them to you. All right. For example, if you're a cleric paladin and you have level six in cleric, level four in paladin, you can use channel divinity twice between rests because you're high enough level in cleric. Really? Yeah. Huh. Once you're once you're level six in cleric, you okay. gain an extra channel divinity. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, whenever you use the feature, you, you can choose any of the channel divinity effects available to you from your two classes. So, you gain the features of the channel divinity from both classes, but you only gain that extra use of channel divinity once you hit level six in cleric. Okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Extra attacks. If you gain an extra attack class feature from more than one class, the features don't add together. You can't make more than two attacks with this feature unless uh, it says you do, as the fighter's version of extra attack does. Because that's way too OP. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With, um, I think it is um, second wind is what gives you the extra ability to attack again. Okay. Uh, I'd have to look that up. Similarly, the Warlock's Eldritch, Eldritch Evocation, Thirsting Blade, doesn't give you an additional attack if you also have an extra attack. You only get up to two attacks unless you have that second wind feature. All right. Once you use second wind, then you can hit twice again. Explain that again? So, it's kind of hard to understand. Yeah, but I don't understand. With any fighting class, you get two hit, you get two attacks and then a bonus attack. So okay. you get action, action, bonus action. Oh, I get you. But if you take in another class that has the extra attack feature, you don't get attack, 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 attack. No. You get attack, attack. Okay. Yeah. And then if you have second wind, then you can attack, yeah. attack. Okay. So it's like attack, attack, bonus action to second wind, attack, attack. That's a lot of attack. Yeah. That's like... That's why second wind is really good if you're higher, yeah. if you're higher level. So that's five attacks, potentially? No, it's well, four attacks altogether because you use your bonus action attacks. to use... Oh, yeah. Bonus action is not an attack. Yeah. Unless it like unless you're able to like a monk mm -hmm. with like flurry, with like fear, or... flurry of blows, which gives you two extra attacks Holy as a monk. Cow. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I also like playing a monk because you get your action, your action, and then flurry of blows, which gives you two more hits. I want to play a monk now. Monks, monks are like one of the least played because people are like, oh, you're too squishy. But once you get to a higher level, once you hit second level is when they start getting super good. So once you get hit past that first level, that's when you get your key points. If you survive long enough, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> if you can survive your first encounter and get to level two. <laughs> but that's why I like You never months. know. We died in the first <laughs> Oof. attack. That was a new DM, though. Yeah. That's why DMs need to do their research when it comes to monsters. They put or you, you just against. need to, you know, just play it and figure it out. That's true. 
She didn't count on us being Outsmart the DM. (laughs) That's what you need to do. We have to outsmart the DM. So, armored defense. If you already have an armored defense feature, you can't gain it again. Simple as that. Okay. And unarmored defense is, I think, a barbarian trait. Alright. Because barbarians don't wear armor. Armor. They're basically loincloth. That's it. Yeah. They're naked boys. Yeah, they are. They they get an added defense. Uh, and monks also get unarmored defense. Okay. Because if they put armor on, that makes them um, slower. But if they are un- if they have unarmored defense, they can use either their dexterity or strength as their um, proficiency bonus instead. Okay. Which is really good. Yeah. Uh, lastly is spellcasting. Your capacity for spellcasting depends partly on your combined levels in all your spellcasting classes, and partly on your individual levels in those classes. Once you have the spellcasting feature from more than one class, um, you have to use a certain type of rule. So you have to have spells that are known and prepared. So you have your wizard who Mm -hmm. knows spells. They have their little spell book or their flashcards. <laughs> and those those are their known spells. One flashcard. Flashcard wizard. Flashcard wizard. Flashcard wizard. He just walks into a room. Flash. Ah. <laughs> Wait guys, I dropped all my flashcards. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on. I dropped them again. You can't cast spells without my flashcards. You can't spell without my flashcards. But other than those uh, other spellcasters, that you have to have your prepared spells for the day. So once you have your spells for the day, those are the only spells that you can use until another long rest. Okay. And then other spells that you want to use, you just kind of swap them out. Oh, that's you. Because you have that. Yeah. You determine what spells you know and can prepare for each class individually if you have two spellcasting classes that you take. Uh, if you're a single class member of that class, say, if you are a ranger level four and a wizard level three, for example, uh, you know three first level ranger spells based on your level in the ranger class. As a third level wizard, you know three wizard cantrips and your spell book contains ten wizard spells, two of which um, can be second level spells. So if you have a intelligence of 16, you can prepare six wizard spells from your spell book. But if you don't have an intelligence of 16, and why wouldn't you? You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> you need to. You need your spells. You need to boy. go to Hogwarts to become more smarter. <laughs> to go become smarter, Berber. Uh, so you can be a wizard. So you're gonna be a wizard. If you don't have an intelligence of 16, you only get your three wizard cantrips and your spell book that contains 10 wizard spells. Nice. So, each spell you know and prepare is associated with one of your classes, and you use the spellcasting ability of that class when you cast that spell. Alright. Similarly, uh, spellcasting focus, such as a holy symbol, can be used only for the spells from the class associated with that focus. Okay. I am calling someone out right now. Is it me? No, it's not you. Okay. Because I wasn't listening! It's not you. It's one of my old DMs. I'm putting you on blast right Uh-oh. now. Oh, no. Gwendolyn. 
Here comes the Putting thunder. Putting on blast. Last campaign that I played with them, mm-hmm. before Gwendolyn got all crazy, Uh-oh. she made me use one of my uh, my focuses for the cantrip Thunderwave. She used, made me use my holy symbol as my focus for Thunderwave, which is a druid spell mm-hmm. and not a cleric spell. Okay. And what I had to tell her was that I'm not using, it comes from me, because druids, it's all about yourself and being in tune with nature. Yeah. So with Thunderwave, it's me that's, my focus is me. Yes. Not my Warhammer, which also acts as a holy symbol. Yeah. So what I had to tell her is I used my fo- me as my focus. My Warhammer was my, was my conductor. Okay. And I channeled my, my Thunderwave. Okay. Through. Yeah. Or no, not my thunder wave, my thunderclap. That's what it is. Oh, gotcha. Thunderclap is the cantrip, which sends out electricity, but also, as you're shocking the person with electrical damage, a loud thunderous boom is heard from like five miles around wow. in a radius. So I was using myself as my focus. So as the, the mm. electricity was coursing through me, I was using my Warhammer, which gave me like a few more feet. Unlimited limited power. And I just like smacked this enemy with this electrically charged warhammer. Oof. <laughs> Gwendolyn, I'm calling you out. It wasn't my warhammer that I had to use as a focus. It was me. I'm the focus. Druid. Druids, man. Watch out. Anyway. <laughs> that got that got a little heavy. Gwendolyn! <laughs> anyway, again, if you have multi-classes and you're using a certain spell from a certain class, that class is what um, you're focusing on. Like, you're not using another thing from a different class, just cast that spell. Okay. You're using that class's um, spell casting modifier as well as that focus if there is a focus for that, that class. That sounds so complicated. It kind of is. But, like, it sounds like fun. It sounds worth it. It is. It sounds, like, complicated. It is complicated, but once you get yeah, the I gist of it. It only sounds complicated because I'm not playing that character right yeah. now. That's, I, that's how I found a lot of rules are. It's that that sounds incredibly complicated until you're the one playing it mm-hmm. and you know the rules. Because you've gone and learned the rules for your character. Yeah, you have. And then once you've played your character enough times... You don't need to focus on the rules so exactly. much. It's and then it's kind of all in your head. Exactly. So you can do all the calculations in your head. Anyway, spell slots. Let's get to spell slots, guys. Spell slots. You determine your available spell slots by adding together all your levels in whatever class that you have. Uh, you use this total to determine your spell slots by consulting the multi-class spellcaster table, which... I will link to in the description. Awesome. And this is per level. So you have multiple classes. You're going to choose that class's level to determine the spell slots that you have. Okay. So it's not an all around spell slot thing. And you don't gain extra spell slots out of this. Actually. Do you? You do. Oh. Per class. This per is level. This chair. It is a very noisy chair, but so is this one that I'm on. I'm just trying not to move as much. trying so hard not to move. I know. But per level. So you have your wizard and and bard. Okay. 
So your wizard is a level five. Yes. Your bard is a level two. So as a wizard, you gain four first level spell slots, three level two spell slots, and two level three spell slots. As that level two bard, you also gain an additional three level one spell slots. Okay. So you take the spell slots from each of the levels and you together. Yes. You mush them together and then boom. So again, people usually only do two classes Mm -hmm. instead of a bunch because once you have a bunch, that's OP. Yeah. That's like, oh, I have a bunch of spells that I can cast. Mm -hmm. Boom, 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 boom. And it's not even half day yet. Yeah. And honestly, if you're going to multi-class as anything and you want like a lot of classes, multi-class is a bard. Because bards can do anything. Well, (laughs) not everything. They've got their fingers in everything because they got that jack of all trades. (laughs) They double dipping. (laughs) In the dip. They have have the bugles. Every pie. No, they have the bugles on each finger and they're dipping them (laughs) in all the dips. But not only do you have spell slots, that a bunch of spell slots now, but pack magic. Mm-hmm. Pack magic is both the spellcasting class feature mm-hmm. and the pack magic class feature from the warlock class. So you can use the spell slots you gain from pack magic um, from the feature or the class spell or the ca- uh, the class, the warlock class, to cast spe- spells that you know. Mm-hmm. And spells that you have prepared from the classes with the spellcasting class feature. Okay. And then, of course, you gain the spell slots from that level. Yada, yada, yada. Blah, blah, blah. So what? and so. So and so. All the things I've said. Beyond. Yes. So that is basically multiclassing. In short, TLDR did not listen. <laughs> like Brienne. TLDL. <laughs> Too long, didn't listen. Which is funny, because this is probably going to be the shortest yeah. of all of our uh, podcast episodes so far. But multi-classing is really fun, but it can get OP really fast. That's why people usually only take two classes, not more. Because once you take more than those two classes, it gets a little bit harder to handle. Especially if you have it written down on paper and not using a feature like Rule 20 or D&D Beyond. And even then, you should probably only limit yourself to two classes. You need to find that balance. Yeah, you need to find that balance. Once that balance is reached, then uh, playing those two classes is easy peasy. You can uh, level up in both, but it's per level. You have to choose one or the other. Do I want to level up my main class or do I want to level up this new class that I took on? You can't choose both. As you are leveling up, you gain the features of said classes as they level. So once you hit those milestones in the levels, that's when you gain those, those features. Hit point related, you gain the hit points of both of the classes. If they are the exact same dice, You roll all those dice at the same time, count them up, and then that's your total hit points that you gain. Or if they are two separate, try and roll them separately, 
keep them separate so you don't get confused and then add them together at the very end as you're leveling up. With proficiencies, you gain the proficiencies um, of each of the classes that you take on, but the proficiency bonus still remains the same for that added total of levels that you actually are. So you take the main level, not each individual level proficiency bonus. Spellcasting. If you have multiple spellcasting classes that you've taken on, you um, take the, on the spell slots that each level has chosen or each level is determined by. You only use the spells spell modifier for that class if you're going to use that certain spell or focus if you have to have a focus for the spell. Mm -hmm. All in all, I love multi-classing. Dual classing is really fun and multi-classing is really fun, but it can get OP super, super fast. It sounds like it. If you're not careful. So talk to your DM, see if it's okay to multi-class and if it is, ask them how many classes you can take Usually, the DM will ask you to only have two classes as your maximum. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah, don't hurt yourself doing a bunch of different classes because that could get not only can it fast. Be, not, can it, not only can it be really OP, it can get really confusing for you mm -hmm. and just become more stressful to play than it sounds like it can get yeah. than fun. Mm -hmm. And it also would ruin the fun for the people that you're playing with. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, what's the point in playing with someone who's all the classes? All the classes! That's, that's too OP. And it's basically a really douchey thing to do to someone. Yeah. Um, and that's how people kind of, like, fall apart in D&D's arguments and feeling like they're not included. And you don't want to you don't want to make anybody feel excluded. You don't want to no. feel make anyone feel like they're like lesser than, you know. Exactly. Everybody has their own unique style of playing D&D, &D, but the you basically you got to play D&D together. Yes. It's not fun for anybody if it's just one person dominating yeah. the whole spot. This isn't this isn't a single player game. This is a multiplayer game. It's only fun if there's if you have that teamwork and that fun and that mentality of working together to achieve a goal. Exactly. So and like not even like not even necessarily through multiclassing can you take over yeah. the whole situation. You can just just don't be a diva. Yeah. Being a diva can like, you know, Everything is about me, but that everything isn't about you. You're playing as a party for a reason mm -hmm. because you can't defeat a dragon on your own. You can't. You can't you, you like you can't have fun playing on your own, but that's not what D&D is about. It's about party. It's about friendship. Friendship is magic, basically, yes. Um so yeah, keep that in mind if you're going to multi-class and just make sure to have fun. Make sure that everybody else around you is having fun. Because it's not fun if you're the only one having fun. Exactly. So this is kind of a shorter one. Um, I understand. Sorry, this really isn't a big topic like other topics we've kind of oh, looked at. still gone like 45 minutes. Still, it's going to be condensed yeah. when I edit it. If you guys want more, like us. 
Give us that rating on iTunes and Google Play. We're also on Spotify if you guys want to find us. And um, if you want to follow us on any social media sites, uh, you can find us at a rule for that on Twitter, YouTube, really anywhere if you search us. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Um, And uh, once again, that is a rule for that. It is basically the name of the podcast. Look that up and you'll find us there. We also have an email if you want to email us any suggestions for future episodes. And it is, once again, a rule for that at gmail.com. And, and hey, we're going to be starting up a Discord server pretty soon. Yeah, hopefully you guys will join us once it's all set up and running. And come hang out, talk about Dungeons and Dragons, ask or, us questions. Or any tabletop games, really. Mm-hmm. This isn't just a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I mean, it is in that I'm. that's the only role-playing game I know. Well, guess what? No, I know Shadowrun, I'm a liar. You do know Shadowrun. But guess what? We'll be branching out soon enough to many other tabletop games and be talking about those. Oh, fun. Can't wait to get to Monster of the Week. Hey, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Lindsay Berry. I am Brianne Bradley. And try not to be a douche when you multi-class. Wear a seatbelt. Wear a seatbelt. Stay in school. Drink more water. Drink more water. Stay hydrated. Remember who you are and what you stand for. Bye! Bye! (laughs)